Is it time for a new heating and cooling system? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services and Carrier today and get 0% financing for 18 months on a new heating and cooling system. Get the comfort you deserve from Griffith Energy Services and Carrier. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today for this and other exclusive offers. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. Virginia, William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook. Everybody, thank you for joining us live if you're watching us live and thank you for joining us if you're listening we are recording live at the stooge are we live yes sir <laughs> this is where is this going i just have to make sure people know that this one is live all right uh here at where is this going at the stooge we are joined today by the hardest working comedian content creator that i know oh, here in grand rapids i don't know a lot of people yeah <laughs> Perfectly frank, Mr. Ice Cold Comedian, Mike Logan. Please, ladies and gentlemen, give him a round warm of applause. Please, please, can we get the applause? Awesome, we have applause. Ah, nice. nice. Yeah. We're in the Thunderdome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, so happy to have you here, Mike. Thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule, because like I said, you are a hardworking guy. You're always on the move and making something, whether it's food or content which yeah. i guess food is content it's content you absorb it in your body the same exactly. way as other, well not the same way as other content but <laughs> <laughs> well just about uh thank you for coming here i want to get down into the i want to know you because no. i know of you i that sounded like a worship song that i'm very familiar <laughs> with now i want to know, know you, you. anyways <laughs> No, that now I'm thinking of. I want to know what love is. Oh, I was thinking of too because I started singing the rhythm of it. I want to know what love is. Any Jew, uh, but no, everyone in the comedy scene knows of Mike Logan. Everyone knows, yeah, comedian mm-hmm. uh, puts out. Yeah, he gets paid to do shows. Well, he used to. Yeah, well, sorry, he used to get paid to do shows, but he's now quitting. Some people well, not quitting. I'm you're just, not quitting. No shows, but. I was told, sorry, I read that you are... I retired from hosting open mics. Okay, but you're not ending your comedy no, career? No. I just said I was retiring from hosting okay. open mics. But the first and last album recording thing, you're not going to... This is just going to be your first and last? Or it's going to be my first and last album, yeah. Okay. But I'm still going to do stand-up. I, okay. um, I, just, I, I was scared. I'm just pivoting into a more digital 
existence, I yeah. guess, than stand-up. Because traditional stand-up, the way it existed before, I don't think will come back. Right. Um, I just don't think... One, I don't think the clubs will stay open long enough. Yeah, I don't and, think it's plausible. Yeah, and I just don't see myself wanting to, like, Travel to do a stand up on like rooftops and like bridges and back alleys. Rooftops does actually seem kind of cool. Yeah, I like I like that. Did you watch? Uh, I didn't watch Samarels. Yeah, no. I didn't watch it yet either. But the concept of rooftop comedies, it, I like it's it. Nice yeah, to me. I, just, I don't like outdoor comedy in general. I don't. I think. Yeah, I don't think anybody does. Yeah, and I, we've all been forced into it. But yeah, I um, I mean, I. I've never, um, I've never been a big fan of open mics. I use them for what they're supposed to be used for. Like I use them if I have new material to try out. Right. So I'm not really like I wasn't one of those people. I mean, I was when I first started doing comedy, but I, like in the last couple of years, I was one of those guys who hit every open mic because right. like it was an open mic. So for me, I'm not like missing out too much. Yeah. And also, like obviously, before I had my own show, so I didn't really need to go to open, mm-hmm. other open mics. Now, obviously, like right. if I want to do like anything, I have to go to open mic because that's all there is. Right. But um, I mean, I still have a space that I'm going to be using all winter to right. produce shows and stuff. And I just, I don't know, I just really want to focus on like congrats video on the loophole, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very good. When the pandemic first happened back in April, when mm-hmm. it first happened or March, I um, whenever this shit first started three years ago. <laughs> um, back in March, I had planned for stuff to shut down again in winter. Like I yeah. knew it was going. Everybody, I think people should have known it was going right. To. Um, I think a lot of people did not prepare for that. Yeah. And I know that's how I actually got a lot of work. <laughs> it's like a lot of people were coming to me for digital creation stuff because like mm. they didn't realize that this is the kind of world we're living. I had told a lot of these same businesses over the right. last couple of years when I started doing my own content. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, you guys should jump on this train. Like it's doing a lot of business for it's, people. Like the bars that I've going to be profitable. Yeah. The bars I've done video work for, like they've seen really good growth yeah. based off of the videos. Because I mean. I'm not gonna toot my own horn, but toot toot. Like my videos average between five to ten thousand views on Facebook, right? And on YouTube, depending on what they upload or what the content is, between like one and like two thousand, right? But it's like those are like thousands of extra eyes that wouldn't have been on your business. Exactly. So to me, it's an easy pitch, and it was a hard pitch two years ago to anybody. Right. Like I would just be like, guys, trust me. Like look at these videos. Yeah. Garage Bar was the only one who took a chance. One of our first guests on this podcast was someone who does that same thing. Well, trying to pitch basically the media, mm-hmm. like social media and the digital world yeah. to these companies, small businesses usually, that have not made that transition yet. Yeah. And I get, like, half the job is just convincing them that it's profitable. Yeah, they don't know. And if you if you can't give them some sort of, like, concrete, like, look, here's where, like, you know, like, what I do now is I just show them my YouTube stats. I'm mm-hmm. just like, look, look at all this stuff. This is what, these are many people who could see your stuff. Mm-hmm. And then that usually gets them wrong. Nowadays, it's very easy because yeah. everything's digital. Exactly. And they're coming to me now, and they're like, hey, remember two years ago? I'm like, yeah, I do. Guess my print went up, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to take you a little bit more, and my schedule's a little bit packed. I'm, I'm packed. I can't do anything. I'm going to need an extra $5,000 for this. <laughs> Also, that guest was Austin Reno. I didn't want to completely throw that out with the bathwater, although those episodes are not really uh, up to listen to anymore. Anyways, getting sidetracked. Uh, so you're not quitting stand-up. Good to hear. Is Making, that the consensus that I'm quitting stand-up? That is some rumors. Just because of your first and last comedy album, people yeah. think you're not going to be doing stand-up. And the, for you to retire from hosting open mics, I think is that's plausible yeah. once again that's yeah, i hated it that's so <laughs> that's a reasonable move yeah I'd i um, say. Uh, the reason i said first and last is for two reasons one it i do 
plan on it being my first and last. I'm not yes. saying that in 10 years, maybe I'm successful and like Netflix is like, here's $30 million. Then I'm fucking, right. yeah, I'm going to make right. another album. And if I can't, you know, I'll, yeah, but Netflix isn't going to yeah. buy your album. They're, They're not going to like go back on my face and be like, but you said, never mind, yeah. let's get this contract back. <laughs> right. I, I did it just because I, I do feel like I, I do feel myself stepping away from stand up. Mm-hmm. But um, I also did it because everybody would talk about it if I said that. Well, yeah, everybody rightfully did. so. so. <laughs> and are you, and you're still recording that album? Still a plan. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Good to hear. I like I said, I was scared. Not not that much. Um <laughs> we cross paths is whatever. No, I just I, I essentially I've I've had a paradigm shift to my personality and I've evolved into a different kind of person. Uh, yeah, as I think a lot of us have been Yeah, able to like COVID's changed everybody. Right. And I feel like for me personally, it's just changed completely who I am. Mm-hmm. And um oh, I got that where was it going with this? Oh <laughs> um it's changed who I am and I feel like the things I want to say now are less stand y and mm-hmm. they're more just like, I want people to hear what I have to say. Because right. I do have, like, fans, like, people mm-hmm. that respect what I say and, like, listen to what I say. And I do following. feel like, yeah. yeah, and I do feel like at this point in my life, like, I have a lot of knowledge and wisdom. And if I can pass that knowledge on in, like, a funny way, mm-hmm. then that's how I'm going to do it. And I feel like stand-up is very shackling. Yeah. Like, it's very hard for me to, like really emphasize my points on a stage confined to just that one room and when you're supposed to be funny yeah like it's, sometimes it's I don't all in the be context funny. of funny yeah and like right. sometimes i don't want to be funny like Chappelle can get away with doing anything nowadays exactly like and i want to be that kind of level where i can just like be irritated about i don't know for example I don't, fucking joe biden i guess i don't know right that's a weird example but like, <laughs> like i want to be able to like go and like do a show where i'm like Maybe telling some jokes, but not really. Right. But at the end, you're like, I really still, like, I learned something and I enjoyed it. Exactly. That. And Chappelle was my first thought when you had started saying that because he does that same thing. He, yeah. He, he talks about something that's maybe troubling him or mm. whatever, upsetting him, and sprinkles jokes in throughout. Yeah. But in the end, it's something, it's a point that he wanted to get across and it's a message that he hadn't wanted people to learn from or whatever yeah. and, and if if it's not that then maybe i'm misconstruing it but i know oh, i think it is. i see it that that's what you're getting at as well and yeah. i think it's it's definitely a sign of true talent uh, to be able to capture that attention for a diverse context mm-hmm. uh, if it's not just for the funny or if it's not just for like the ted talk yeah you know people have to be really there for you yeah exactly and i knew that like I could see, I wanted to do this like two years ago, but I knew I wasn't, I didn't have enough following yet, mm-hmm. or at least I don't think people took me seriously enough. Right. Because like, I, I don't know if anybody realizes how intelligent I actually am. <laughs> like, we, I think if anything, like, people just see your personality and they don't want to see yeah. the intelligence behind it. They're like, no, this guy's too much. He's already got this big personality. Yeah. I don't want to think that there's brains behind it. <laughs> like, I'd rather just see him as a dick. Mostly. Yeah, I mean that's what I mean. That why well, I was a dick. I mean, I'm not going to deny that. Like, I, <laughs> I can be smart and a dick. I think that's yeah. I think the difference <laughs> now is like I'm very, I'm still as smart as I was, but like I, I don't have like hate in me anymore. Right. So like now I'm just like I want people to like actually like grow and learn and be better and shit. But right. before I was like, listen to my shit, motherfuckers, or else you're right. gonna die. Like that's not <laughs> people don't take it well when there's <laughs> malice in your heart. Yeah, it's like I always compare it to like. um like the whole like Professor X Magneto or Malcolm X, um, yeah. Martin Luther King Jr. Like mm-hmm. 
defense where it's like they're both saying the same shit right completely the same thing but they're both going about it obviously in completely different ways exactly and i've been for years saying the exact same thing i've been saying for the last nine months mm-hmm. but nobody's cared until the last nine months right and i realize it's probably because like one i'm nicer than i was mm-hmm. before yeah, you found a way to format it better yeah i was like audience. oh instead of just being angry all the time if i'm just like nice people are like hey this guy's got a good point. Yeah. <laughs> people actually it, i think the phrase is um you attract more flies with sugar, but you prep. Oh, I don't remember how it goes. Anyways, I like the start of that, though. <laughs> you attract more flies with sugar, but you attract more sugar being fly. Something like that. I, you, I, you know. Is that a rapper's line? No, that like that's a an old adage, huh. I think. I don't know. You attract more flies sugar, but sugar. Or honey. No, that's what it is. You'll catch more flies with honey, but you'll uh, catch a lot. <laughs> More honeys being fly. Oh, okay. There we I like go. That. That's what it was. Right. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. Uh, so, Mike, uh, we don't, you got a heart out, so I will kind of rush quick. You are from Grand Rapids by way of I'm Detroit, well, is what yeah. I was going to say. Sorry, sorry. You're a Grand Rapids comedian by way of Detroit, yeah. is what is what I'm sure you're billed as. Yeah, well, usually it's just from Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids. I usually yeah. have to say Detroit on stage, but, right? Because I don't. It's too complicated. Yeah, to I, host. I don't trust a host to even remember my name, <laughs> so I'm just like giving them the bare minimum. Hell yeah, <laughs> that makes me feel great. As uh, anyone taking me on the road as an MC, I remember most credits. Well, that's, I mean, that's why. I mean, even when you MC'd in Rockford, like my credit, I think I had one credit. Right. It's like I'll I don't, take it. I'm like I'm not gonna give somebody like I had a guy one time. <laughs> I'm not gonna give you a list to remember. Dude, fucking every big name comedian gives you a fucking list, and I don't. I, I'm sorry, man. Like, if you're like, insert big name here, which I'm not right. going to say their names, but like, if you're like this big name comedian, mm. people are already, they know who the fuck they you know are. Where they don't they need saw your you. credit throw. I don't need to know that, they don't need to know that you once did appear on Amy Schumer fucking 17 right. years ago. Whatever. They're not going to be like, oh, that's where I oh, wait, saw that's him. him. I'm out of here. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. If anything, that's going to be the, the reaction is, oh, oh, he was in that. Yeah. Uh, it was leaving. like, I worked with TJ Miller two weeks ago. Right. His, his, I've worked with him multiple times, but his um, intro is always just Star of Yogi Bear 3D and the Emoji Movie. Yeah, all he ever asked for. I intro. think he was it, it was in he was in a movie like that too, or a movie or a show. Um, fucking crashing, I think he was on crash. Oh, the first episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think he was. He had told Pete Holmes to introduce him the same. Oh, way. Oh, that's fucking hilarious! I gotta rewatch that man. That's I'm funny pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure or he might. He didn't say trolls. I think it was Yogi Bear. But it was I, the emoji movie? Because yeah, the emoji. It was the emoji movie was though. Was it an emoji movie? Yeah, oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Because when he had said that on the podcast, because I watched that episode of This Better Be Good, yeah. and when he had said that on the podcast with his back to the camera <laughs> while making a drink, I was like, I feel like I've seen this scene yeah. before. He's 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 a funny guy, but uh, very funny guy. He can also like lose his shit sometimes, but yeah, I think that's uh, actually been documented I um, a couple times on a train or something. I don't know. <laughs> you're from Detroit. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when did you come to Grand Rapids? You know, I don't know. Everyone asks. I'm so bad yeah. at time. I've never, right. I don't know how long I've done comedy. <laughs> like, I don't, I took me three years to remember my daughter's birthday. Like, I'm just really oh, I bad. I to say names, so I'm no. glad. <laughs> I do always say when someone asks me how old my daughter is, I always say, I don't know. It's yeah. pretty funny. People always go, what? Catch like, up. Fine. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, just a joke. I'm I, a father. I moved here. So I moved to Petoskey after school, mm-hmm. and I lived there for like five years, something mm-hmm. like that. Then I moved to Grand Rapids. Where'd you go to school? Uh, Michigan State. 
Oh, nice. Uh, so then after school, I went up there mm. to like just have a change of pace. It was. <laughs> moved down to Grand Drastically Rapids. Drastically so. Moved down to Grand Rapids and then um, just to do comedy. Like I pursued, I came down here the first time to go to Laugh Fest because mm-hmm. the hotel I worked at in Petoskey had like a big Christmas party and they're like a really well connected hotel. Right. And they were giving away trips at the mm-hmm. Christmas party. Like everybody got a fucking trip. Damn. It's white as fuck up yeah, there. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like money. <laughs> And I won a trip to the Amway, mm-hmm. and so I was like, why would I want to go to Grand I've never been to Grand Rapids before. I was, I don't know how long, so I'm 34, so I'm 26 maybe, 25 or 26, something mm. like that, maybe 27. Damn near 10 years ago, and 9 years. I was like, um, well, this is before I moved here, though. Mm. And I was started looking up Grand Rapids to see what there is to do down here. Everybody in Petoskey was always like talking about going to Grand Rapids for the weekend. <laughs> White people in Petoskey treat Grand Rapids like it's fucking New York, man. I, was I just swear to God. It's the next biggest city. I remember the first time I came here, I was just like, what? <laughs> because like everybody up there was just like, dude, it's amazing. The bars are open till 2. I'm like, you mean like every fucking city? Like, what are you talking you about? You mean like normal bars? Yeah. And you grew up in Detroit, like actual I grew up in Detroit? Like an actual Actual city, like Detroit, okay. Mich- like yeah. the, the east side of Detroit. I grew up in a city. Right. Then I moved to Petoskey, and everyone's like blowing smoke up my skirt about this Grand Rapids city. So I'm like, fine, fuck it. I'll find out what there is, and I see Laugh Fest is mm-hmm. a thing. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is Laugh Fest? I had never heard of it. Right. And so I look it up. I'm like, cool, I'll go down, and I'll, I bought tickets to see Joel McHale at um, the Gerald R. Ford Fieldhouse. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I came down. Uh, I watched... Uh, Joel McHale. I was here for like three days. I saw mm-hmm. him on Saturday. The next night, I went to Sunday at Funnies at the oh. Riverfront. Back when it was yeah. really good. <laughs> well, that's a, um, it's a long time ago. But. Oh, that show used to be so good, man. Um, so I went in there and I'm just like, this place is fun. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like when I was at the Field House, it was like a professional show. Right. So like I've been to a professional show. I'd never been to an open mic before. Right. And so I sat there and I was watching the open mic and I'm like, this is crazy. The vibes in here are crazy. It's like free for all. The crowd's like yelling shit. <laughs> like I had never seen this. Like I had never watched an mm-hmm. open and Mike's show to know that this is how it was. Right. I always thought it was just everyone wants to be quiet. And they say, ha, 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 yeah. ha, ha, ha. Very good. Like, I thought that, that was comedy. People paid money to be here. Yeah. We will respect the show. But instead, I'm watching this, and I'm watching Brian B go up there and, like, talk shit to people in the crowd. And I'm like, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> and then I watched all the comics. And by the end of the show, I thought, I could do comedy. <laughs> My very first open mic that I ever went to, also Sunday Night Funnies, yeah. uh, still at the... Um, the riverfront or at the the where they are now um oh the woody's the, or woody's press box well, they're not at woody's anymore well it was woody's press but yeah woody's press box. now it's the spectrum spectrum entertainment complex entertainment i was told complex. by the manager to call it that and not yes. a bowling alley <laughs> well you did it i called it a bowling alley i was gonna say times. you did it oh i just in front of bowling lanes oh yeah so that <laughs> i don't know but like they think they're only gonna shoot from the fucking ground up i don't know what's right <laughs> Dude, that wasn't even the worst part of that fucking that whole weekend. The weekend was great. The shows were great. But like the the GM of that place did not know how to turn off the lights in like the because it's a big place. Right. It's and a, then like you've seen that new side, right? With all the cool like neon yeah, like neon, fucking installations. Everything's kind of flashing still. Yeah, it's like yeah. too bright for comedy. Yeah. And like the first show we just kept saying to the GM, uh, TJ kept asking him, can you like can you figure out how to turn them? I don't know how to turn them off. I was like, how long is what do you mean you don't know how to turn you them off? You run this place. I asked right? him, I'm like, have you ever turned them off? And he says, No, they just stay on. I'm like, like all day? And he's like, Yeah. And I said, Tell you how much closed. is your electric bill a month? And he says, about fifteen to twenty thousand. I'm like, turn your 
fucking lights off, man. Do you know how to run a business? Like, I just you need to know. If you turned your lights off, you could have paid me an extra five hundred dollars for this show. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying. Would have had the budget. It would have been in there. <laughs> so from Sunday Night Funnies starts the dream. Yeah. So uh, then I moved down here two years later because uh, I was like, all right, fine. I'm gonna get my shit together, get my affairs in order. I want to wait for my daughter to be a little bit older before I moved away, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then old enough for me to be able to explain it to her. Right. And then you know I moved down here and it was all the first show was fucking great. Like everyone <laughs> talks about their first show. Oh man, I went out there and ate shit. I was amazing. I was really good the first show. I have obviously bombed since then, but right. the first show was perfect. I just told a story I already knew. Right. And I was like, I'm good at storytelling. And this is a story people have told me is funny. Yeah. yeah. I was like, the story kills every time. Yeah. I told it. People loved it. I remember Stu McAllister. Uh, obviously, Brian was there. The GM of Grins at the time was no longer there. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a couple of comics who don't even live here anymore. They're all, like, in L.A. and New York. But they were all there. And after the show, they were just like, hey, here's my information. So, like, I got, like, a really good head start. Hell, yeah. And then I did fuck up my whole career for, like, two years after that. But <laughs> I got a really good head start. <laughs> well, it's, it's good to know. And I'll I'll get with you afterwards to... Uh, I got a little extra time to know the I pitfalls. Is what I was going to so say. If you want to ask, you can. <laughs> um, well, I was going to just say, how'd you fuck up your career? <laughs> um, That's what I was going to say afterwards would have been good. No, I'm kidding. No, I'll, tell you, I'll say it now. It's a, good, it's a teachable lesson, um, a teachable moment. I uh, Now I'm known as like an outspoken person. Mm-hmm. Like I'm known as just saying whatever the fuck I want. I don't really care about consequences because I control my own money, so right. I don't really care. Like, right. If, if I had a boss, like I would care about what I say, but since right. I don't. But that's the beauty of making and controlling all of your yeah, own content. Yeah, like working for yourself, right. you're just like, I can say whatever the hell I want, there's no consequences. Right. I mean, there's consequences. Who's going to fire me? I'm not going to get in trouble. Yeah. Um, I may make somebody mad, but it doesn't bother me. Right. Um, but when I first started doing comedy, you don't do that when you first started doing yeah. comedy. You, you fucking shut up, and you listen to people, and you, you do your thing. Unless you're me, and you have a great first set. Then <laughs> you had to just talk a lot. All <laughs> so, the shit. And so like, I was like very outspoken, and I knew I was good at comedy. Like I'm good at comedy. I mm. knew that. The problem was, I didn't know how to be humble about it before anybody else could like respect me. Right. And so, because there's still a process. Yeah, I'm to still it. like a yeah. new guy. Like I'm still acting. But I, I mean, I went on stage and fucking crushed. So I'm like, oh, I'm as good as all these people there you go. in my mind. I didn't yeah. say it to all of them, but I'm like, I'm like, I'm just as good as like anybody up there. Mm. And um, <clears throat> and I wasn't at the time. But um, <laughs> one night I'm sitting in a bar. And I was talking to somebody, and then a guy said next to me over here is our conversation, and then says, are you a comedian? And I said, yeah, I am. I'm like a year or two in. Right. I think maybe two years, because I had already done Funniest Person in Grand Rapids once. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I am. This guy's ready to have a conversation with me. Have you ever done Funniest Person in Grand Rapids? I have, yeah. Oh, you're going to do it again this year? Nah, I don't think I like it. Why not? I mean, it's a contest rigged for people who are popular to just bring whoever they want to win. It's not based on humor or whoever's funniest. It's just designed so the GM and Dr. Grins can make a bunch of money. And then right. nobody cares about comedy. It's run by an agency that does not give a shit about the comedians. Represent- I just went off right. about all this shit. <laughs> then, uh, uh, you know, we went our separate ways. And then for like three, four months, I kept trying to get on shows and nobody would put me on. And I would go to open mics and nobody would talk to me. And I was mm. just like, what the fuck is happening? And like a full year goes by where I'm just like not really doing much work. I'm getting like all these like black ghetto rooms. Like that's all I can get. Like I'm not yeah. getting any mainstream stuff. Right. And so I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like I was getting confused, getting kind of mad. Mm. Like I noticed there was like one black person at the time. At, the, at that time, the one black person was James Brown Jr. Technically uh. there was two. There was Floyd J. Phillips and James Brown Jr. and then Nardo Sosterhart. Those were like the right. three black people that were okay to put in mainstream rooms. <laughs> um, and I knew, that, I noticed that and I was just like, why the fuck are they the only ones? And mm. I was doing all these other shows and seeing that there was other comics, but they're not doing grins. They're not doing like right. the popular open mics. They're not traveling. 
So finally, I do a show for Gonzalo Pagan in the back of a Mexican restaurant. Yep, that sounds like a Pagan And it was a great show. It was like packed, like 300 people in this tiny fucking Mexican restaurant. And like Pagan, like, you know, they loved him. Josh Courtney went up. He fucking did like raps and shit. They fucking loved (laughs) I went up and fucking crushed. It was a great fucking show. I was was like, dude, why does nobody book me, man? (laughs) So then I'm sitting at the show. We're chit-chatting like we do. And I... Courtney and I are talking for about 10 minutes, mm. and then he just says, I don't know why people don't like you. Oh. And I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I don't know why everyone thinks you're an asshole. And I was like, who thinks I'm an asshole? He's like, right. everybody thinks you're an asshole. And I was like, why does everyone think I'm an asshole? <laughs> Apparently, the guy I was talking to is the now former general manager of Dr. Grins. Ah. So I said all that shit to him, and then he yeah. told like Stu and like you know Garrett, Adam Deggy, Josh, all the people right. who would like control all the stuff in Grand Rapids at the time, yeah. and they just didn't. No, none of well, nobody asked me about it. Right. <laughs> but obviously they're not going to. I'm a new open mic comic, exactly. Who's they're mouthing off? Assume, yeah. yeah. Who's already just talking? Yeah. Like shit. if an open micer yeah. would have done that to me, I'd have done the exact same shit to him. I'd have been right. like, really? <laughs> or I, actually, no, I lie. A year ago, me would have done the same shit to him. Now, me would have been like, listen. <laughs> Listen, let me I tell get you something. It. You get it. <laughs> Maybe you don't just, tell anybody else that. <laughs> exactly. Like we understand it. Yeah. And and so like that's that's how I got blackball for two years. Finally, I ended up going to an apology tour and be like, guys, I'm not like I'm not. I don't think I'm better than anybody. Right. And now all of them are friends. I just have opinions about a thing. Yeah. Now I can do yeah. it and it's fine. Right. But like I don't know. I've just always been frustrated by the fact that society in general doesn't speak up about things that everybody hates. Right. Like, everybody hates the same shit, but nobody says anything. Yeah. And it's like, like there's a comedy agency in the Midwest that, like, everybody who works for them hates. They mm-hmm. don't like them. They talk shit about every time they do a gig for them. And so finally, I was like, why the fuck does nobody say this? Right. So then I got one on my Facebook a couple years ago and, like, called them out for all of, like, their really bad, like, sexist and racist practices. Right. And everyone was liking it. Oh, I'm glad someone yeah. said it. I'm like, why the fuck didn't you say it? Yeah. It's, so if you knew, that that's the biggest uh, thing, especially that we see, like, literally see visible. Yeah. Like in comments and agreement, but like you knew what I know. Yeah. You could have done the same thing. That's like where people have the same information. A lot of things could be stopped in their tracks a lot sooner than they do get. And yeah. even if they're not stopped in their tracks, people can be up to date. Yeah. I guess, on the happenings and behind the scenes. Uh, but I think the difficulty is there's still people profiting. Or yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem is everybody. Nobody wants their wallet fucked with. Exactly. And so nobody says anything. But I mean, I looked at it and I'm just like, the companies that uh, I was talking about. I looked at my schedule that month, mm-hmm. and like, I think I had 17 shows that month, mm-hmm. and two of them were from that company. Right. And I realized that I had booked all the other shows. Yeah. So I was like, I don't need them. I'm not losing. I'm like, yeah. From, I'm, yeah. I mean, I, was, I think I was losing it's two shows, so 100 or 235. T- or some right. shit because the company wasn't isn't the best paying company and so like it's anybody's who knows the company's gonna know yeah. what the fuck i'm talking about but i think anyone who's had you as a friend on facebook yeah they'll know what I'm talking company. About. but i mean it's just like if you look at it and you think to yourself like you're like well i'm missing out on these two gigs like yeah but think about it money wise yeah you're not getting like exposure from these gigs like they're small shows unless you're right. doing like a big room that they have you're making what amounts to enough to pay two bills in a right. month you could easily replace that with something else mm-hmm. you could just book two different shows like exactly. just take those shows take and book something dates. else yeah and so i was just like i tell everybody that who like has a problem with like either their work or their i'm like dude quit get a different job and then quit like right. have something lined up don't be on your ass but yeah. fucking find it. there's other jobs and that and that's been my i had to learn that lesson the hard way a, a mm-hmm. lot most people do but 
Yeah, I, yeah. I'm sure I'm not. I did. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure I'm not uh, an anomaly. But that is the hardest thing is to go without money for a month and just yeah. be like, oh, so this is my learning lesson. Like, this is not the moment I needed uh, <laughs> to be taught this. Well, the thing is, though, once you don't have money, you then aren't scared of losing money again. Exactly. Either that or you are. Or, like, you're, or you're very afraid yeah. to be in that position I mean, either that again. or it's like, I've been poor before. It's not the end of the world. We'll be fine kind of mentality. Or right. you're like, I don't ever want to be fucking poor again. <laughs> so it's like probably two extremes right. but like so I think for the most part way. people are like we'll survive this we'll make it through we've been through worse times yeah. but it's that first time you have to get to before you understand that things will be okay afterward. exactly that's why I'm fucking happy I smoked crack because <laughs> <laughs> because now that I beat it I know there's so many places I have to go before I'll be back to that Dude, I legit sometimes have thought when I used to watch E True Hollywood stories as a kid, mm. I would be like, I gotta get into like hardcore drugs at some point in my life just like so now. I can have like a barometer to bounce myself out. Exactly. Like if anytime <laughs> anything bad happens to me, like if, if like I fucking stub my toe. Right. It's like, oh fucking goddamn fucking shit. But if like, I had done crack before, I'm like, well, I mean, I was addicted to crack at one yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is actually the best thing it's I could ask not for my body to to crack. at this point. <laughs> <laughs> this is not half as bad, uh, I'd say. That is how sucking. I kill myself out of oh, yeah. though, as I do think <laughs> if I'm doing something bad, I'm like, well, this has happened to me before, so right. can't be too pissed about this one yeah. thing. And ev- everything's relative to a shittier yeah, exactly. time. Exactly. You that's such a great man- I wish everybody had that fucking mentality. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's what I try to... It's, it's a... It's a... Fucking A. It's uh, desirable. It's uh, easier said than done. I don't know why the fuck. Easier said than done. No, I don't know why I can't think of the actual word I'm thinking of. But yeah, it's a desirable. It'd be. um, If you could use it in a sentence, I could probably fill in the word for you. (laughs) All right. Uh, Like you would like this to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Preferable. Preferable. Yes, it's a preferable way. There we go. Desirable, preferable. It's a preferable way to live your life, but it's not always. Plausible, right? Especially Possible. Nowadays. I've used the word plausible now maybe three or four times in this episode. Don't plausible. know why. Yeah, it's a good word. And I mean, it's been great for the context every time. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> uh, we'll get you out of here. I do want to ask you. So you're moving into more of the digital realm. Yeah. And so with that, do you have more content coming out that you want to promote or anything oh, that you want to? You're a good host, Hunter. I do what I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do actually have some kinds that I want to promote. Oh, beautiful. I'm glad I know. I what a coincidence. I am you so asked. glad I asked. <laughs> I, um, so pe- people haven't seen me a lot recently. Um, right. Obviously, I've been going through a lot of things. But mm. the last month, I've been refocusing, re- uh, re-pivoting, I guess. And I'm launching a Patreon tomorrow. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's a Patreon pa- with like exclusive content you can't get anywhere else, including my YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, fan page. I was going to say, you whatever have- else. <laughs> you, you have so much content out there that the the idea that there could be exclusive content you'd be like wait does he have enough hours in the day oh man i do i there's <laughs> i mean when when there's a lot of times when i do stuff and i think to myself this is just for me like i'll do something i think it's hilarious and i'm like right this is just for me i'll just like, save it just for, me. for me but then i'm like well no why not share it with people <laughs> right and there's other things that i've there's like series that i've started series that i've started mm. and then just stopped doing because like right. things have come up like cooking with mike um right uh, uh, quarantine takeout like i've done these like series oh, uh the truth about what the government isn't telling you about quarantine COVID 19 which is a one-time video it was a fake character of like a guy who was like conspiracy, like an uh, anti-masker conspiracy kind of guy right and i filmed it on my front porch <laughs> 
like in the middle of summer, across the street from this park that's like, you've been from yeah. the ghetto, like a fucking like hobo park. So I'm on my front porch just yelling, like just like, coronavirus is a myth. I've got like a fucking trucker hat on and nice. shit. <laughs> and I'm sure there's like actually several agreements behind there you. There were like two guys in the park who were like, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Dude, I just, but yeah, there's like a lot of, there's a, a liquor store on my corner that got robbed last night. There's a oh, liquor store shit. on my corner that I'm going to uh, follow the guy who works there around for a day. He's this like gay black dude who does not take shit. I know anybody. exactly you who you're talking about. Oh guy, my so like, I'm going to do like a, a an episode or a day where I walk around with him and follow him around all day. So like the Patreon will have like all this new content that I'm not going to put on anything else. I am so glad that your mind is in the creative realm yeah. Uh, of Grand Rapids because I've also seen that guy yeah. and thought, God damn, this man is a character. Dude, there are people <laughs> I've met in this city who I've just cataloged. Yes. It's like, these people are going to be people I'm going to follow around with the camera one day. Jeez. And now, with a Patreon launch tomorrow, right. I will be able to do that and have some place for people to go see. Because I don't want to do, that's a lot of work. Yeah. And I don't want to put that on my YouTube channel yeah. until it's like a monetized source. Exactly. Because, like, I mean, no offense to anybody who likes my content, I can't do it for free. Right. <laughs> like, it's not possible. Understandably so. So that's what the Patreon is. And it's got different tiers. I believe it's 5 8 and $10. Gotcha. And then, like, the $5 tier is pretty basic, but you still get a lot of stuff with it. Mm -hmm. You get my um, exclusive news feed that has content that I won't put on Facebook. Right. So, like, stuff that... You know, I don't want my mom to see. <laughs> um, it's got sketches that I won't put on my YouTube channel. I'll still be uploading all my other stuff to that. Right. I'll have extra exclusives like that'll only be on Patreon. Yeah. The you're $5 not going to be missing the the good stuff. The, like, you're, yeah. you're not going to be missing the regular content. Yeah, like the right. stuff you're used to, like random ass sketches from me, garage bar videos, like all that kind of stuff will still be coming. Right. It's just. The really good stuff. <laughs> it's going to be behind the paywall. For that good, good. I mean, gonna there's going to be some good shit bit. over there. I've got like a release schedule for the next two months. Like, I'm oh, hell yeah. really excited about this shit. Right. Um, so, yeah, um, tomorrow to launch, people can go to my fan page. All of my social media will be all over that. Hell yeah. Um, day one, there's going to be one video, one sketch, and then a couple, like, I'll just post to the feed all day. I forgot what the other tiers are. Uh, tier two, which is $8, you get to person. I'll look them up. Good. <laughs> Ooh, are you doing live Zoom chats? Uh oh, <laughs> that wasn't a no. So I'll uh, take it. Where are we at here? Okay, fuck. I'll just try to remember them. It's something along the lines of like the five dollar is my news feed and mm -hmm. then exclusive videos. The eight dollar is you get a personalized one personalized sketch a month, mm -hmm. and then you also get exclusive oh. chat with me twenty four hours a day. A personalized sketch sounds personalized sketch each month. Jeez. Um, and then the Top tier, God, what is the, there's one more thing in the top tier, but then obviously whenever you pay for more tiers, you get whatever's below it too. Right. So like if you pay $10, you get, you know, my news feed, uh, sketches, one custom sketch a month, access to me in chat, and whatever the hell the other thing <laughs> it'll all be, other top It'll thing. all be announced tomorrow, but there's a lot of cool stuff in it, I think, and if people are a fan of me, which there are people who are, I always right. keep telling myself that, yeah. but um, I think they're I really going to keep assuring it. myself that like there people are, like me. I do have fans, and this will be worthwhile. <laughs> I, that's, it's such a weird hurdle I'm having to get over, because this is essentially me finally making that leap into just full-blown entertainer. Right. Like, no side gigs, no fucking, like, this is just what I'm going for. Yeah. So it's like a big... Like risk, yeah, and like it is a calcul. It's very. Un I'm taking it on December first. <laughs> like the worst right. time to.
At T-Mobile, we believe in putting people first by treating them right. So we're upping the benefits without upping the price. Introducing Magenta Max, now with unlimited premium data that can't slow down based on how much smartphone data you use. Plus, get Netflix on us. Right now, pay zero cost to switch. And bring your phone. We'll pay it off up to $650, only at T-Mobile. Activate up to 4K or video streams at 480p, up to 40 gigs high-speed tethering. $650 via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Simmons support charges waived. Receive Netflix standard with two lines. Virginia. William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook. Hey, like, going into Christmas time. Tell my landlord, hey, listen, guys, this month's going to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to give it all up to chance. You guys but, ready? Yeah, I'm just betting on myself, man. I, uh, someone's got to. I exactly. Guess. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. And that's I. That's where we're all trying to get. Yeah. I think as content creators or as comedians, especially, like my dream with comedy has been to be self sufficient on my own words. Yeah. Basically, and. To see you taking that leap is fucking awesome. I mean, I I barely saw you at Fulton Street, so I didn't know if you ever had a real job or whatever. I worked there one day a week. Yeah, see, I only did it. I said I, I told Joe I got the job because I was drinking there too much for one thing. Right. Because like I was at that point, I was full blown touring. I gotta take some money from this place. Now. Well, yeah, I, I was touring and I'd be home like so. I was gone. I was on the road every week for mm. like two years from like Thursday through Sunday. Right. So I would come home Sundays and like want to drink, so I'd go to the pub, mm. and then Monday I'd do the garage bar, so I wouldn't drink until the end of the night right but then tuesdays i would shoot videos and then wednesdays i would always have nothing to do yeah so i'd go to the pub and i get right. hammered i was spending like <laughs> money like it's a pub. <laughs> and so then finally i was just like joe put that they were applying or hiring hiring i was like if i can get that wednesday filled <laughs> can <laughs> and i'll that? make money <laughs> yeah can i get that filled with working and not drinking today yeah. yeah and so like i healthier. told them and they hired me for that one day a week fuck yeah and so like for one day the one day i had off i would just go to work and then it would be open mics so every now and then I would just Hop get on. to work out my comedy, and they were paying me to do yeah. that. that. So was, it was real cushy. Yeah, I was going to say, that was a win-win situation right there. Yeah. Oh, and then all summer I had, when I was uh, with my now ex-fiance, we were running uh, her mom's Airbnb, which she was giving to us when we got married. Oh. So, yeah. like, that point, in the middle of summer, first of all, I had too much money. Yeah. Like, I was, I had already had unemployment, so I had to cancel that when I started Jeez. doing the Airbnb yeah. thing. But they had already paid me a fuck ton, because they were, they backed me up for two months. So, like, they didn't pay me for two months after the beginning of quarantine. So, for two months, I was like, this is no fucking work! <laughs> so, then they announced the PUA, which is, like, for entertainers, yeah. and so I applied for that, because I don't have any, like, much paper trails. Like, right. you know, a lot of it's cash and stuff. <laughs> so, like, I had to apply for the PUA, and then they're like, okay, like, you know, you qualified, you'll see your first payment Within the next week, two days later, they paid me three grand. And so Damn. I was like, okay. And then the next week, they paid me like some more shit. They paid me like another two grand. Right. Then, like the week after that, like we got the Airbnb stuff. Right. So then, like the first month, the I had all that income. unemployment, and then I had eight grand from the Airbnb. <laughs> Like, oh so no! I, I think like, I'm, I'm just set. gonna quit everything. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. <laughs> After I hit a monetary jackpot like that, then yeah, maybe I will take that I leap. Like, I think I'm just gonna take a leap. Yeah. So. This is a leap we're taking. I've worked all summer, and oh, yeah. now I'm going to try and... And at this life. point, it doesn't seem like so much is a leap. It seems like more of like a... It seems like a calculated risk at this point. Yeah. More <laughs> like a, I have a parachute. I it hope seems. so. <laughs>
I just hope nobody poked a hole in it. Right. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mike. Um, you can follow Mike if you've enjoyed him here, which I hope you have. Uh, you can follow Mike on all social media, basically. Look, I'm Janelle Monet. <laughs> I took the hat off later. <laughs> I, earlier, I forgot. I'm sorry. Uh, you can follow Mike Logan on Twitter, uh, TikTok, Instagram, and his fan page on Facebook at Ice Cold Comedian and his YouTube uh, page at, uh, or sorry, the, yes, Ice Cold Comedian. And you'll be, follow those and you'll find the posts tomorrow about the Patreon, the exclusive Patreon channel featuring the ever so beautiful Mr. Mike (laughs) Logan and newly single ladies. Get That's out true. there. Next Come on in. Next the podcast, you'll have to ask me about all the thirsty girls who have hit me up the last couple of weeks. Exactly. Especially oh. just because of this episode. Oh, it's yeah, been so fun. I know. <laughs> we, we, average, we average about 30 listeners, so I just uh, oh, I, I nice. imagine that you... I can't you, wait for the flood that's going to exactly. come after this. <laughs> uh, I can tell you it probably won't be more uh, of a flood. It would probably be, I'd say, uh, what's a dick slide? I don't know what... <laughs> Instead of a flood, it's like a. We can swear on this, right? I don't yeah. swear very much. Yeah. Is it like? Would it be like a like a cum lube? Yeah. <laughs> then the Instead dick of a flood, in. it'd be more like a pre cum. You know. Yeah, it's like a pre cum. It's like a pre cum. Like dang- dangling in front of you, you're just like, eh, no, I'm good. Awesome. So thank you so much for coming in, Mike. I appreciate you. Um, And we actually will be joined by some special guests here to uh, close the close out the rest of the pod. Y'all got a band? No, I wish (laughs) we got uh, we got um, two musicians. So yeah, I mean, oh, y'all got a band? They are a band. (laughs) Uh, They could be, but they will be coming in uh, as you leave. But once again, I thank you so much for. Joining me, Mike. Right, I man. it was actually nice to learn a little bit about you because I just know of the man, the myth, <laughs> the legend that is Mike Logan. Uh, no one says that, by the way. I just need you I, to know I'm that. I'm glad. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do like starting out in comedy in Grand Rapids, doing the open mics and stuff. There's people that you learn that you want to know. Sure, yeah. You're obviously one of them. Uh, for me, Mike Bustler was another one of them. Josh Ortega, Garrett Elzinga. These are all... Because uh, ch- we all hang out with each other. Right. I know. But like Adam Deggy, like these were all people that I wanted to know and be able to... To hang out, those are the people I want to like me. No, oh, right. like the, well, in, in comedy. That's high praise. <laughs> <laughs> but and so I, uh, every day I'm just striving for that. So that's why you're on this podcast. So I hope. Damn that, man, no, <laughs> shit. I got to drive home, man. You're gonna make me fucking uh, Sam Elliott and I, fucking. Uh, I, was gonna, I was just gonna try to get you to come at your steering wheel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to send you home with something nice to think about. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for having me, dude. Of course, man. Thank you for coming out. I got pee and then pump iron. Yeah, dude. Go ahead. Uh, Also, be careful getting out of Zealand. Um, I got pulled over here once. The last time I was ever in Zealand, I got pulled over. It was doing a show, and I was leaving, and this is like 45 years ago or something. 45. Four or five years ago. (laughs) Yeah, but still, it's the same old Zealand. Yeah, I imagine. I'm going to hit that cruise control the second I get out of here. Yeah. Maybe I'll put the hat on and be like, I'm one of y'all. I'm like, I'm I'm making an album. I'm the bandit. I don't know. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Thank you so much. Can we get an applause break on uh, our beautiful Mike Logan? Again, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, We really appreciate you. And also, yeah, once again, be safe on these Zealand streets. I don't. I'm not going to drag down the mile stretches like I did on the way here. Yeah. Smart move. It's not daylight anymore. Uh, Oh, jeez. All right. All right. And uh, actually, we will be playing Mike's clip right now. Uh, his, sorry, um, 
Dumb fucking apples. Dumb fucking apples. There we go. You can buy this shirt, by the way, too. And you can also find the clip. Uh, where can you buy the shirt? Uh, just send me a message on my fan page, and I'll send you the details. Beautiful. And then you can find the clip that we're about to play on uh, his YouTube channel, The Ice Cold Comedian. Oh, hey. My favorite tip to see you drinking Worcestershire sauce. Mike Hogan here with a message to EDS Shelburne Orchards. Oh, God. Listen, it's okay that you have a racist piece of shit son working there. And it's all right that he decides to spit on his migrant workers and for some reason call him the N-word. Just like it's okay that Valerie and David, the mother and father, don't understand why he's in trouble right now for being a racist piece of shit. In fact, some might even say it's okay that Valerie is confused as to why he would even call Mexicans the N-word. They are not black. It's also okay that David thinks that, well, there are no niggers working here that I know of. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, David. Anyway, what I'm saying is it's okay for all these things to happen because now it's okay for us to stop eating your dumb fucking apples. In fact, did you know that historically in cinema, people who eat apples are evil characters? True, all the way from Snow White's evil step, whatever she was, up to Brad Pitt and Fight Club, depending on your ideology. Anyway. That's all I had to say. I'm gonna go chug this glass full of Worcestershire sauce because it'd be better than putting one of your dumb fucking apples in my mouth. Hello, and we're back. I am now joined. Thank you. Thank you for the warm welcome. We are now joined uh, by uh, a lovely guest, a fan favorite, if you will. Um, I listened to the fans. We saw the views. We've been uh, analytics. And you know what? I've had two. Oh, Shiza. Okay, it almost. You've had two shits today. All right, there we go. I've had two comics or comics wow i've had two guests uh, get a ton of views on this channel on the youtube channel and you thought i thought me i did i thought you know what i should combine them but we only have one microphone for them so we'll bring in the first one mr jim versus loose that i learned his name Yeah, yeah. Thank you for uh, thank you for inviting me over again. Uh, I assume uh, you got good ads. Yeah. You know? No. Yeah. No. Um, so we acquired a, a few sponsors. No, I'm kidding. Um, you acquired? Acquired? I don't know if that's a secured. Secured? Accrued? Uh, I don't know. You crude? Accrued. Accrued. Did you get Manscaped, dog? No. Yeah, I wish. No, we didn't get any sponsors yet. I think we're still busy applying for them, but... McDonald's. I've McDonald's. heard that's a tough gig. I mean, I don't know what kind of <laughs> setup that they're going to insist that you have, but it's probably not this. I think our content is a little bit uh, safer. I hope I... That was good move. Okay, sorry, I was I've been worried about that case. I assume it's safer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our content's definitely we don't we don't feature any outside clips except for the one that you guys just saw, but we don't get a, any outside clips, which I 
I'm sad about, but I also don't want this podcast to just become like uh, a wannabe of other podcasts that I like. I yeah, I'm I yeah. You got to find uh, your lane, and however you want to do that with clips. I mean, right. I liked that feature. So oh, thank you. I'm glad. Yeah. But so, now we just need. If I had, uh, if we had an actual following, maybe they'd send in some clips. So this is the invitation. Hey, if you got a clip you'd like us to comment on, why don't you send it in? To where is this going? The grosser, the better. Pod at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Where is this going? The grosser, the be- that'd be a really long email address. No, where is this going? Pod at gmail dot com. The grosser, the better, please. But please, nothing my grandma wouldn't like. I'm still trying to get her to watch this show. <laughs> uh jimmy my boy yes uh you got to witness something this at the after i'm just talking about like not becoming a wannabe of the podcast that i like okay so you got to witness ymh live this week and i just kind of mm-hmm. wanted to get a little bit of your reaction um okay because those those who have listened to this podcast uh especially our early Earlier episodes, um, specifically with Mark Glass, know that we are big fans of Tom Segura and YMH, your mom's house, mm-hmm. and uh, and Christine and Christine, yes, mm-hmm. uh, Tim and Christine, mm-hmm. and, and I just I have not purchased a a live pass. You could say I've not rented one of their live videos. I I just have to get a little bit of your experience, I guess. Well, I rented number one. Number one. Yeah. I think that I had, um, I had like a hoedown, and so I didn't see that one. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, and number two I missed, but when number two came out, I watched, uh, the first one, and it was everything <laughs> and more right. that I wanted, and then I got like... I don't know, halfway through number two and had to take a shit. And so then I don't think that I finished that one. I, I need, but see, that's the thing is I need to rerun it. So it's another like 10 fucking dollars. So, Wait, so you had to take a shit. So you just missed the rest of where were you watching? I, well, I, I, at my mom, she shed, um, okay. Okay. yeah, her, uh, her ho hut. And <laughs> that's a better name for it. I don't hear as, yeah, as much. Uh, someone called, called it the coochie cabin or the the coochie cavern oh um wait, what about a um slut shack was one of them too i had one i lost it it was the cunt hole but there that's not really an alliteration cunt cove cunt cove there i think we would go. be a good one there we go that's collaboration right there mm-hmm. yeah Beautiful. so i was watching it in the cunt cove right and there was uh there was one instance in number one where i thought someone died (laughs) and was it confirmed or not whether they no 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 still up in the air no it as it should (laughs) and so i watched number three and jake got to see number three as well Mm. and uh i mean some pretty crazy shit and i was really happy that they included older like the poutine um uh, Nor- yeah, Norm yeah, Summerton, Norm- his poutine. But it was just like uncensored. Right. Okay, nice. Uh, yeah. All, all Everyone knows it's all uncensored. Stuff they can't do on YouTube. Right. So there was um, just an unleashed atmosphere amongst the whole thing. There were quite a few guests. Um, 
Uh, I, I mean, it's out. Yeah. And it's promoted, so I, I can't really... Yeah. Danny Brown is on it, and it's great. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great special guest, and they, they show him some crazy shit. Uh, yeah. I still need to hear that uh, Mark Rebillet song. Rebillet. I'm not going to do a French accent. Anyways, I, can, I, can, I can show it to you because I have the stream for the next few hours. Bet. We're going to listen to it after this. Um, I also did want to talk to you about comedy and podcasts because you are a very funny person to me. I enjoy your humor. Thanks. I, and I say to me, and that almost sounds like a slight, um, but you're very funny. <laughs> oh, well. And... I, anyone who shares like common podcast interests with me, to me, it tells me that they do care about comedy and or podcasts. So do you have any, talk to me about stand up comedy for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, the love of it was, uh, established pretty early on. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember my family, my father's side, we would go up to this cabin in Grand Haven on the lake, and we would rent that for a week throughout my childhood, every week uh, during the summer f for, like, I, I don't know, I think the, the record was probably, like, 17 or 18 years that I, that I went every single year. So, and that was far... Uh, uh, far reaching into, like, when my father was a kid, they just, mm -hmm. they knew the family. So, huh. my... And so... A lot of memories of watching films and watching uh, comedy movies was there. So that's when I started watching like the Blues Brothers and um, uh, there's but also like Predator and like right. getting into those movies that you when you see a huge rack of old VHS tapes, you'd hope you'd, right. you'd see the Blues Brothers and Predator the, the and classics. Lethal Weapon 2 and shit okay. like that, you know. Um, so. My aunt showed me Robin Williams on Broadway, and that was like a that was that killed me. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember knowing that it's dirty and knowing that it's naughty, but still being too young to understand everything. Uh, but he's so good at um, at just uh, I, I mean, it's just pure expression. He's yeah, just, I was he's, just gonna say at just exuding funny. Yeah, and Robin Williams be like I didn't start to listen or anything to any of his stand up until uh, I think I want to say it was like five years ago or something like that maybe, mm -hmm. but a lot dirtier than I thought the genie from Aladdin to be. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, because I mean he was I. Probably the earliest memory of him was probably Jumanji. Mm -hmm. I would assume me, that was, was such like a huge. Flubber. That was a huge movie. Flubber was a big one too. Yeah, yeah. I I loved Flubber <laughs> as a kid. As a kid, as to make that distinction. I don't. It, it's been it's been a solid. I've tried eight or ten years <laughs> since well, I've seen Flubber. <laughs> so I think. The dude from Jumanji, I didn't realize, was so fucking funny and so yeah. quick. And right. that's what drew me in. Um, where, like, l later on I got into, like, Anthony Jeselnik and how he's a very mm -hmm. economical comedian. Right. Using as few words as possible. When he gets to the punchline, it's so satisfying because you've been holding on to every word. Exactly. So, like, I enjoy that now more. But also, like, anytime I see... Uh, Chappelle, I'm just I'm brought in. Like he's he's so good at holding my attention. Like right. I, and that's what we were just talking about with Mike. Like he can. T you have to have 
something about you as a person that people can tune in to watch knowing that it will be funny in some parts, but they're really just watching to watch you or mm-hmm. to listen to what you have to say. Yeah. Because a lot of it, I mean, we all fell in love with Chappelle as a comedian yeah. or like as a comedic. I say we all, th- those who. My father like loved the loved Chappelle show exactly. and, and showed it to me when I was way too young. And <laughs> I think we all, what, most of us saw Chappelle's show way too young. I mean, what's way too young, though? Uh, <laughs> I'd say fifth grade when I was rushing home to watch it was probably on the cusp of too young. Yeah, maybe you're right. I remember loving Chappelle. Right. And also he was in The Nutty Professor, which is another VHS mm. movie you'd hope to see yeah. in that stack. And I think that was one of his first movies. But he was... Uh, I forgot who that part was, who was supposed to do that part. They were talking about it in, um, I think it was like his Mark Twain uh, special. Did, oh, his that? acceptance speech yeah. for, the, for the award? I, yeah. I forgot you know, I there wanna, was someone else say was supposed I, to play that. I think it was like Eddie Griffith or something like that. Or That's who came to mind. Martin? No, it wasn't Martin Lawrence. Maybe Martin Lawrence. I don't remember. Anyway. I mean, how many... Of them at the There's time, like right? What do you mean of them? Of of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get it. Neil Brennan made the joke on that same special yeah. where uh, he had come up in a time where there could only be uh, one famous black comedian, as opposed to now where there can be three. Right. Yeah. But also, I think you see that in actors now. Oh, though, definitely. Like, you know, you you start to run out. Like, yeah. really quickly, and that's sad. Yeah, and then we just need to raise a new class of Michael B. Jordans and... Uh, Chadwick Bozeman's. Rehearse- oh, hey, come on. <laughs> Relax, dude. <laughs> Two. Rip. Soon. Rip. I get it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, dude, bro. Yeah, so, oh, back to me. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> back to me and my problems. Comedy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... Early on, yeah, I loved it. I remember watching Uncensored, Comedy Central. I remember watching, fucking gross. I, I remember <laughs> watching. Disgusting. <laughs> Mad TV I'm was trying. a big one. Yes, I would. I was a theater kid too, and I loved mm-hmm. stand up, and I loved comedy. I loved Comedy I Central. I loved sketch in general. Yeah, but yeah. It Mad TV was a was a big thing. Like, and I hadn't even really heard of SNL that much. When mm-hmm. I was watching Mad TV, so I didn't know there was a comparison, mm-hmm. like at the time. But Mad TV was like a big thing for me comedically. Uh, just like the look what I can do, like just the type of characters uh, that then I could take into social situations and stuff. Right. But, yeah. Mad TV helped me learn how to be funny. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It, it's su- surprisingly, I I, f- I feel you on that. And surprisingly, there were also kids around that did watch Mad TV. Right. It wasn't just SNL wasn't the only thing on television that was like a recurring comedy. Mm -hmm. Like I, I really really liked, um, yeah, just that you could go back to characters with Mad TV and SNL obviously did that too. But right there, there's something that I would there's a little bit more crudeness to it but it, it was also i thought well written yeah yeah and so i i fell off the snl thing 
probably in like middle school and then like really got into mad tv when in hindsight it was probably a pretty good cast on snl back when i was like i don't know eight or nine like it was uh, you know but the 90s was so good right that you know it was kind of just a plummet except for like a few i i'm yeah. not saying snl isn't like is like a shitty institution but no it's i not. know what you mean um because like i wasn't really into snl when it was like the andy samberg uh era um andy samberg and i'm thinking of um bill hater and kristen wig yeah and kristen wig Fred Armisen. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't watching during then. Like, I just saw some Lonely Island stuff. And I'm trying to remember who else was there. Anyways, doesn't matter. But I wasn't, like, a huge follower of SNL at all. I had obviously known what it was. But, and I thought those, like, their digital shorts. That's when, like, their digital shorts were starting to blow up, I thought. And I thought those were funny, but I still wasn't watching the actual show. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe it was just because of my age, but it was always it always seemed to me to be like an adult thing to watch. Yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. And I I do think though that SNL like really brought up like Tina Fey's career, mm-hmm. and like that's that's the one person out of SNL in the last like I don't know twenty years, I guess that I've been like following everything they do right. it seems i do love amy poehler as well but tina fey so yeah. amazing yeah Definitely. yeah amy poehler is yeah there there are those certain people that you'd like you you kind of just you'd love to see a stand-up special from but you yeah. also wonder like, what in the hell that would look would like be? yeah. because it's new to your mind i've had that with i want to see um uh I wanted to see Hannibal Burris do a new special, which I did, and I was so happy about. Did, have you seen that Miami Nights special on YouTube? I have not. No. Really good. But I, there was someone I was like begging to see something new from, and now for the life of me, I can't remember who I was thinking of. But if you could meet, well, okay, I have to know this first. What is your education or your knowledge of like current? comedians working comedians i'll say um like who do you see putting out specials right now or uh appearing on podcasts that you you think are funny as stand-ups uh in the last few years segura has been a big one mm-hmm. i just the i remember it was uh his first special whatever the before mostly stories yeah i think um, um I can't think. He's of really fat. Yeah, yeah. Tommy was a fat boy. I I've shown my uh, girlfriend those specials. She goes, "That's him." Like he's hot. Yeah. Now yeah, he's hot. <laughs> um, but yeah, just I I love I love that kind of deadpan. Yeah. That deadpan shit. Um, I mean, Bo Burnham was a big one. Yeah. Like, um, you know, certainly coming out of high school right. stuff like that um bro burnham was my it was the first cd or like comedy cd that i had it wasn't mine it was i think it was quigley's mm-hmm. but um i remember being introduced to that my freshman year mm-hmm. and realizing that like comedy was obviously i knew that people made funny songs but that like even stand-up comedy could be 
that kind of musical production as well mm-hmm. was super cool to me. Yeah. Uh, I love Bo Burnham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Bo Burnham was definitely a, a big one. I saw him in Allendale. He performed oh, at Grand Valley. Damn. On what, when he was writing the, the what special mm. that would eventually become what, right. Uh, it was like that. He was touring that. It was, it was hilarious. Holy um, Another one that I, I really, really love is Maria Bamford. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a big fan of Maria Bamford. We just finished uh, Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. And like I think it's the last two seasons she's in, basically. Yeah. And as Debris, very funny. Yeah. Very hilarious. Yeah. I've, I've followed her for a few years now. And mm-hmm. she always came to the Wealthy Theater for Laugh Fest. And I really? I'd never had gotten a ticket. And I Damn. feel like a fucking poser. Cause well, now I, it's never going to happen. Right. I'm never going to see Maria Bamford. And I, There was so many that I wanted... Like I wanted to see this year, but then I think like the the latter half of Laugh Fest got canceled. Mm-hmm. I was going to see Fortune Feimster. Um That's exa- me and Haley were talking about seeing her too. Mm-hmm. It, did you see her special at least? I did. Great. Yep. Yep. Special. I, yep. I just I I love her southern. Like it's it's obviously like a southern sweetness kind mm-hmm. of hospitality, but she's just so funny. Yeah. When she when she was on uh, uh, Chelsea Lately's show, and she came out as Ivanka Trump, and then she a second time came out as Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody that's listening should check that out. Fortune Feimster is hilarious, and uh, <clears throat> I uh, she was on she was on that show for a while, but mm-hmm. in Grand Rapids was going to be her first tour date, I think, of that tour. Um, I think she was like kicking it off at Laugh Fest, so it would have been nice to see her at Fountain Street, but twenty twenty five. Right. The, uh, right. Everyone just keeps pushing it further and further out. So twenty forty two will be back to live concerts and whatnot, and it'll be a fun time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I was gonna say, uh, right now, if you had to see a new special from any of your favorite comedians. Even if they've just come out with something, if they if you wanted to see what someone had to say about what's going on right now, who do you think you would want to see first, or who do you think it would be would do a great job of it? Either one, that's an open ended question. I apologize. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say because I'm a recent fan, um, I'm gonna say Johnny Pemberton. Mm. I love watching his Twitch streams, mm-hmm. and I think that that sort of uh, aesthetic, mm-hmm. I think, would serve him really well. And um, I, I, I choose, I, I, choose, I choose Johnny. I choose Johnny Pemberton. John, yeah. it, I love that he's been in so many movies that you wouldn't really, because it's not he. He has like a like a doughy, goofy kind of face that you would think to be very memorable but it just kind of fades into whatever character it is and it's usually like a nerdy type of because it's he just looks like a good boy yes johnny pemberton looks like a good boy from minnesota (laughs) good old boy and um i think what movie am i thinking of right 21 jump street yeah He's one of the nerdy kids in 21 Jump Street, but so funny. Mm. Uh, watching him interact on YMH2 was uh, pretty good. Yep. I, yeah, a great episode. Um, 
And and that's a that's an interesting take. You know, I, I like that. It wasn't a mainstream answer. And you know what? You look like a hipster, and that's what I was expecting. Hell yeah! I I needed to go. I needed to go for the jugular <laughs> on that one. I needed to go. For, I knew I needed a wild card. You're like I'm going out of the box. I'm going out of the box. I no have, one's going to know. I have to. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, cho- I choose I choose that one, but I'm sure that there's a better answer in like in comedy in 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 15 minutes. Yeah, um, when this will eventually come back to me. Nice. Well, well, I thank you for hopping in here, Jim. Um, we had some time to fill, and I just wanted to have some fun with a familiar face that I like, and I think the people kind of like too, or whatever. Oh, well, that's very nice. I'm happy that you wanted to catch up. Oh glad and then soon uh we'll watch that video here um but for now we'll sign off once again you can follow jim on instagram and twitter at jim verse loose is it just jim or is it jimmy it's jimmy it's jimmy verse loose v-e-r-s-l-u-i-s that's right and you can follow me on twitter and instagram at h marcel the shell and you can follow the podcast at uh, on Instagram at where is this going pod and on Twitter at where is this gopo uh please subscribe to us on uh YouTube and the podcast on <laughs> on Apple and follow us on Spotify and you know what so, yeah do all the things subscribe leave a comment email us at where is this going pod at gmail.com and you know what you can go ahead and text me uh, if you have my number. I'm not giving it out. But thank you guys so much for listening, watching. If you are, tell your friends if you think they'll like it. And if you think they won't, fuck them. We love you. Thank you. you. Virginia, William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook. Ladies and gentlemen, today's opponents on Man versus Train. At the crossing, we have Rick, a 175-pound frustrated man who's running late for work. And on the tracks, we have Bull, a million-pound freight train that takes a mile to stop. Let's see who comes out on top. You can't beat a train, so don't try. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA.